Welcome to the Wall Street Journal for Tuesday, September 12th, 2017, from Audible. Today, you'll hear these five stories. Millions without power in Florida after Irma lashing. North Korea, U.S. will pay a price if tougher sanctions are imposed. Why Donald Trump is free to show independence from GOP. China to shut Bitcoin exchanges. And the new corporate recruitment pool, workers in dead-end jobs. From the U.S. section of the Wall Street Journal, Millions Without Power in Florida After Irma Lashing, by Arian Campo-Flores, Leslie Schism, and John Camp. Millions in Florida were without power Monday, a day after Hurricane Irma landed in the state with whipping winds, drenching rains, and coastal flooding, and as state officials and residents began to assess the storm's damage. Early reports suggested Florida may have dodged the worst fears of catastrophic events from the powerful hurricane, Still, state and federal officials said millions of Floridians could be without power for weeks, while the Florida Keys, where Irma made landfall, may not be ready to welcome back evacuees for some time. Early Monday, Irma had weakened to a tropical storm as it moved into Georgia and South Carolina, but not before dumping a huge amount of rain into the St. Johns River, triggering serious flooding in Jacksonville, Florida's most populous city. The city is dealing with an unprecedented surge, Mayor Lenny Curry said, he warned of the midday high tide and said high waters there could last a week. This is serious risk if you're in those low-lying neighborhoods, he said. The National Weather Service said early Monday in a tweet that the headwaters of the Santa Fe River had exceeded a flooding record set in 1964 during Hurricane Dora. The surge also caused flooding to break Dora's record in downtown Jacksonville, the Weather Service said. From a statewide perspective, the power grid sustained a massive and potentially long-lasting hit. About 65% of Florida was without power, or more than 6.5 million customers, by midday Monday. Cleanup crews were beginning to remove downed trees from roads, while law enforcement authorities escorted utility trucks to get the lights back on. People could be out of power for weeks, said Eric Silagy, chief executive of Florida Power & Light Company, the state's largest investor-owned utility. He noted customers were still getting knocked offline in the north as the utility made repairs in the south. Irma made landfall Sunday morning as a Category 4 storm before hitting Marco Island as it headed north toward Tampa Bay and slowly degrading along the way. It was the second Category 4 hurricane of the season to hit the U.S. after Hurricane Harvey hammered the Texas coast last month, flooding Houston and causing at least 50 deaths. Unlike Harvey, which lingered for days while producing historic rainfall, Irma swept through, climbing up much of Florida's Gulf Coast in about a day. While there were pre-storm worries that Irma could be the worst natural disaster on record, quick post-storm assessments suggested losses would be far below early fears, in part because the state dodged wider spread flooding to some of its most vulnerable areas. We can count our blessings, said Bill Barnett, mayor of Naples, a city of about 22,000 on the state's southwest coast, which he said dodged major flooding. The city was blacked out, but buildings and houses appeared to be largely intact, the mayor said. In Valrico, to the east of Tampa, 56-year-old Diane Fisher felt fortunate a large oak tree had fallen into a roadway rather than her house after snapping at the trunk. Aside from a missing shutter and downed power lines, she said none of her worst Irma fears were realized. Thank goodness it weakened before the eye came up across our area, she said. And in Miami on Monday, the Brickell Financial District in downtown was drying out under a warm sun a day after its streets coursed with more than three feet of floodwaters that poured in from Biscayne Bay. The waters receded, leaving pavement caked with mud and small pools of water. 
residents who stayed in the neighborhood for Irma began to venture out. Samir Sabag, a 38-year-old doctor, said he rode it out with a group of friends in a 14th-floor unit of a tower at the edge of Biscayne Bay. He said the storm triggered powerful whirlwinds in the narrow canyons between high-rises. In the unit where Mr. Sabag was staying, one of the windows cracked during the storm. That really scared us, he said. One auto accident in Florida was blamed on Irma, which killed at least 34 people in the Caribbean, according to the Associated Press. AIR Worldwide estimated private sector insured losses of $20 billion to $40 billion from Irma, well below the more than $100 billion forecast by some firms on Friday. While rain is expected to total as much as 20 inches in some places, Irma's forward motion should prevent the kind of accumulations and resulting flooding seen two weeks ago in Texas, from Harvey, AIR analysts said. The estimate includes wind and storm surge damage to residential, commercial, and industrial properties, automobiles, and some other coverages, but excludes federal flood insurance flood losses. It also excludes losses to inland marine, marine cargo, and hull and pleasure boats, among some other things. Wells Fargo Securities said private sector insured Irma damage is now estimated in the $40 billion range or less, and will likely fall short of Hurricane Katrina's $50 billion of losses in 2005. While this storm was not the big hit to Miami that models had called for most of last week, this will still be a significant loss for the insurance industry, the firm said. Florida officials had been preparing for the worst hurricane damage since Andrew killed 61 in the U.S. in 1992 and caused nearly $48 billion in economic damage in 2017 dollars. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the costliest storm in U.S. history until Katrina. Miami International Airport suffered significant water damage, the airport's CEO said on Twitter. There are no passenger flights scheduled there Monday. The Florida Keys in Monroe County were hit with up to a foot of rain and a 10-foot storm surge.